What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. The stipulations for this Sunday's Cadet Lewis Park match are as follows. I forgot to tell you. I lie! Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Triple H! I'm not afraid of you! Now, you know what's the front? The front says Chicks did it, Yeah! You're you, General Manager! Theodore! And bad people was a poem by Hayden Wright! It's even sadder because, like, if you really listen, you can hear just like the this like iron lung and his heart monitor and stuff and the pacemaker. <laughs> the nurse, the nurse comes in. It's like Mr. Angle, it's time for your time for your medicine. Yeah, in five years, he's just like a uh, head in a jar, like Futurama. <laughs> it's like then you got uh, then you got the Arn podcast. It's like so uh, so so. Hey, uh, Arn, tell me a little bit about what it was like working with. Uh, with Tully down there in, in Memphis. No. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to Arn no, since it was funnier than anything I could have said. <laughs> I, I do remember listening to Arn when it was new, and like I didn't hate it because I, I think I just like Arn Anderson. He just seems like a nice guy, but right. yeah, he just didn't want to elaborate on a lot of stuff. It's like he was just scared to open up or something. <laughs> he would like just, op- like just like take long size into the microphone. <laughs> Anyways, hey Levi, your precious Titans going to the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, that was one of the most heartbreaking sports moments of my life. I'm not going to lie. Isn't that like the Titans MO, though? Breaking your heart? (laughs) One yard line, third interception. Since year one, they've been breaking your heart. And it's like, I don't know how to feel because it's like, had the Bengals not beaten the Titans, I would have been like, yes, Bengals, come on, let's go, let's get a Super Bowl. But now I'm like, oh my (laughs) gosh, y'all got heat with me still. Yeah, so... Uh, but, you know, if they win, I'd be like, I'm happy for you. But, like, yeah, you beat my Titans. But also, I want Matthew Stafford to win, so I don't know. I think uh, if they really want to succeed, they just need to take the A-N out of the name. <laughs> yeah. The A-N? B- Tennessee what, Levi? Oh, I thought you were talking about the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Anyway, yeah. don't you mean a- HLA? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a ruthless throwback. HLA, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. 
We are back, better than ever. I'm Levi, joined as always by that big juicy cow. Cow, how are you doing, man? Hey, baby, I am doing just fine. How are you doing? None of your dang business. Son of a... My God, that's disrespect. Of course it is, because as always, to my left, it's good old Jake Hart. Jake, one take Jake back in the booth. How are you doing, good sir? Oh, I am fine and dandy like sour candy. Good to be back here and uh, ready to talk about this adequate podcast or uh, pay per view. Jake shoots on the Victor's Aggression podcast. <laughs> oh, man, he'll turn. I mean, it is an adequate podcast, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're we're better we're better than uh, like Russo's podcast. <laughs> Got to get the shots in a Russo. Bye bye. Boo boo. But of course, we're here today to talk about a pay-per-view I forgot about. It's Vengeance 2004. I think Time forgot about it, too. I think a lot of us forgot about this, but we're here to remind you today. This is how we remind you about Vengeance so far. Um, <laughs> so, wow, cool guy Levi over here. It's, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce you as Nickelback's number one hater, Kyle back in the booth hey my nickelback fans stand up come on rise up if i went if i if i went and paid for something and they tried to give me a nickel back i'd be like no thanks their music sucks i need five pennies right now (laughs) i ain't taking no nickel back (laughs) we're here to remind you you'd be very penny wise if you took five instead of uh instead of a nickel back it's penny wise the clown oh it's like a bad, like, indie show. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just taking out Jason Voorhees. Booked by, by, uh, what's his name? Uh, the King. Jimmy King? No. Jerry King? Jerry <laughs> the King Lawler. <laughs> we said, what's his name? And I was like, well, I guess it's not Jerry Lawler. There's lots of I kings. I had a brain fart. Lots Pardon of kings me. of wrestling. His, there's, only, there's only one king, baby. But of course, we're here to remind you that this event took place July 11th, 2004 in Hartford, Connecticut at the Hartford Civic Center, which is now known as the XL Center. You know, if Vince had succeeded, it might have been the XFL Center. Oh. The attendance tonight <laughs> is 7,000 with a buy rate of 240,000. So we're just slightly better than the prior Great American Bash. Our sponsor tonight is 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T for collect calls. Guys, do you have any 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T memories? It's free for you and cheap for them. Uh, I remember, didn't, like, didn't Carrot Top do ads for that at one yes. point? Yes, he did. Yes. I always remember, I'd be like, 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T. And I think I might have used it once in like 2002 when I went to a Boy Scout camp and I didn't have a cell phone. I used it all the time to get my grandpa to come pick me up from the mall. I'd be like, dial down the center, here we go. I don't have any quarters because <laughs> I spent them all at the arcade. Yeah, I think I only have one experience where they collect call and I can't confirm if it's that, but it was just like my dad trying to get a hold of me. So, that's really all the uh, the memories I have. Most of my... Um, primitive, if you will, phone memories come from uh, texting after 10 o'clock where the minutes were free. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I remember that. I remember, like, 
AT&T or somebody or a singular then was like, oh, we made it to, s it's seven now. Now you can text for free after seven. <laughs> I remember looking at the, f the clock being like, is it seven yet? I want to call my friends. <laughs> <laughs> seven o'clock, the phones light up. Did all your friends have singular? No, it was just if you called them, even if it wasn't free for them, like if they called you, it would still be free since you're the one initiating the call. Oh, because I remember my mom had Singular, and most of people where I'm from had Verizon. And it seemed like no matter what, it's like if you if you texted the Verizon people, it was just like, oh, no, you can't text me at any time. You have to call. And it's just like, oh, man. I remember that. I remember that being like, what do you have? Oh, you don't have Verizon. Don't call me. It's going to cost me money. <laughs> It's gonna cost me minutes, dude. I remember when I was working for uh, for AT and T. You could just give people minutes, and they would be like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." I'm like, "Yeah, here's two thousand minutes." Like, really? <laughs> really? I'm like, "Yeah, it costs us fuck nothing." <laughs> hey, fun fact: two thousand minutes is also the length of time Edge versus Randy Orton was. That's how I felt about this whole pay per view. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Well, let's not to get too ahead of myself, but man, uh, you you said let's get into it. Let's I'll just save it. it. Triple H Eugene future is heating up. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Like, uh, Eugene has become the star of the show. I know. I like so much Eugene. It's crazy. And it's reflected in this opening package where, sure, the story is supposed to be Benoit versus Triple H, and Triple H is manipulating his way to a title shot, but. It's all through the vein of Eugene. What'd you guys think about this opening package? I thought it was strange. 
It was strange. Like the moment it was just like, Eugene, you know, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like this is life or death and you prove me. You know, it's like. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, I, it's, it was weird because <laughs> the, whole, the whole time you're like, Eugene is the whole reason we're winning and losing. <laughs> Who, me? It's like, <laughs> that's what it should have just like done those dramatic like you know shaky close-ups of both their faces with them like echoing its words where they both go like Eugene Eugene is the key to everything. everything. <laughs> Two men must fight over a childlike wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was weird. It also made me feel like there was nothing else on this pay-per-view. Yeah, yes. Just hyping up just Eugene Mania. That's it. And now, 1-800-CAL-ATT is free for you and cheap for them and Raw present Vengeance. So cue the pyro, and we got a big juicy set. Kyle, Great pyro! can you describe the set to our listeners? Yeah, it's one of those uh, pay-per-view sets that's like a little basic, but it's it's got enough flair to where I, I kind of like it. You know, um, three square trons right there in the middle of the ground. And then above it, it's just got some. Um, what do you, what do you call that? That, that like structure. No, no, no. Like the the metal piping type type stuff. It has a name. Metal piping. Yeah, sure. Metal piping. <laughs> uh, it's got metal piping. It's kind of. To the top and bottom of these. Is scaffolding the word you're looking for? No, no. It's, it's got a name. Anyways, yeah, but uh, above the three big trons is uh, a bunch of tiny trons that spell out vengeance and 2004. And above that, made of the same kind of like pipe material-y stuff, the big old circular uh, V symbol that shoots out pyro. Uh, pretty neat. I like the stage. I liked how uh, when they were doing the opening pyro, the letters slid into place. Like all of them said V, then all of them said E, then all of them said N until they like filled in. It mm -hmm. looked, I thought that looked really cool. Something I like about the Ruthless Aggression pay-per-views, they seem to like the little tiny screen flare they like, like flashing the logo and then like the year. I don't know. That's always just satisfying to me. Honestly, it just got me excited for Big Daddy V. <laughs> And thinking about well, his... stick stay to the end of the show. There might be a surprise. <laughs> Just kidding. There's not. Right. We are going to reanimate the corpse of Big Daddy V. <laughs> Imagine Mister just comes out and he's got the Undertaker logo on his forehead, and you just that's how it. It's like, oh my God, Undertaker's reanimated the corpse of Viscera. Oh my God. <laughs> he's still somehow. I got those big man boobies, Jr. <laughs> Vince Russo, what are you doing in the comments? Hey, what are you doing here? That's what that's the V, it's for Vince. It's my show. <laughs> I bet you're wondering why I reanimated the corpse of Big Daddy V. That was to like screw the champion. This is TNA. Jeff Jarrett, you're gonna have to fight zombie viscera. <laughs> Viscera, oh my god! <laughs> and I bet you're all wondering why I picked Viscera. Look at the <laughs> knockers on Viscera. Bro. He's gonna get his puppies out for the audience. <laughs> then he uh, turns around and hits Viscera with a belt. 
I had to scroll viscera <laughs> so I could see if the tattoos continued under his titties. <laughs> hey, real question. Do you, do you think that do you think they do? I, I don't know. <laughs> can you imagine to have him flip him up so he can tattoo under his titties? Or, or do you think wait, wait. two other people to like hold it up? It's like the match isn't going his way. He, uh, you know, gets the refs distracted on the outside, and he lifts a titty up. And what? What you do? Oh, he's got the brass knucks. He was hiding them the whole time. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like when Bender was human, basically. He's dead. <gasps> when did he die? Hmm. About twelve hours ago, when the party started. But he just said "woo." No, that was air escaping from the folds of his fat. Woo! First match, it is uh, Tajiri with mystery partner Rhino taking on the coach, Jonathan Coachman, and Garrison Cade. Alright guys, you'll never guess how this match came to be. But go ahead, Tell guess. Me. No, guess. Tell me. I bet... Uh, you go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say, uh, Coachman was probably like, hey, Tajiri, you're pretty cool. Uh, can you teach me uh, cool kung fu moves? And he goes, no, you're a dork. And so he's like, no, I gotta the beat you up, son. Is from China. Uh, was no, that, that also was your that guess, happen. Jake? <laughs> no, uh, my guess was gonna be that, like, I, I think that maybe Tajiri and Coach were playing Battleship, and Tajiri cheated. Okay, well, if your guess was anything but... Coach screwed Tajiri out of a game of musical chairs. You're wrong. Uh, that's that's no, how this an idiot. came to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, temporary for the night, General Manager Eugene sanctioned a game of musical chairs for the opportunity to get a championship shot. And uh, Coach uh, screwed Tajiri. He screwed him, bro. Out of um, why I had to screw to Jerry, bro. Oh, it's like I get this, bro. It's tip for a match musical chairs <laughs> on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> the last chair is on a pole, and taped uh, underneath it is a taser. <laughs> but the taser, the taser, get this, bro. Get this, bro. The taser <laughs> is under Big Daddy V's knockers. You gotta get under the knockers to get the taser. When he lifts the wrong one, and it's a it is a nullified contract. He's fired <laughs> if he picks the wrong titty. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Um, so yeah, uh, 
so for his troubles for screwing Tajiri out of that, uh, coach, uh, coach got missed it in the face, and that brings us here. Coach and Cade have kind of had some sort of an alliance. It it brings me vibes of Jim Ross, or rather Michael Cole and Jack Swagger vibes in the future. And Tajiri, Swagger. we don't know who Tajiri's partner is going to be until he comes out, and it's Rhino. So... Yeah, musical chairs, only this time Tajiri has a man-beast on his side. So to begin the match, Cade and Rhino, we get a waist lock and an arm ringer by Rhino. Rhino counters uh, an offensive move by Cade with a side headlock and a shoulder block. Cade slaps Rhino in a disrespectful move, so Rhino pummels him. We get a hip toss by Rhino. Rhino motions for the gore but Cade gets out of there as fast as he can. That hip toss really bothered me because, like, when you watch, uh, like, Rhino is in the middle of, of getting his, his comeback. Like, he, he's doing his moves. It's his turn to, to get his shine. And, like, Garrison Cade tries to stop him, does the whole kick in the gut thing in the corner. Rhino's like, no, it's it's my turn to, to beat you up now. And so he just keeps doing it. And then, like, Garrison Cade stumbles across the ring and then has to jump into this hip toss because he was out of position. What an idiot! Like Garrison Cade, Garrison Cade sucked in this match. Hey, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me a uh, big, boring, bland, white dude Garrison Cade isn't the hottest thing on the planet? <laughs> Not only that, he's bad at wrestling. Hey, if it makes you feel better, no one remembers this match. <laughs> it does make me feel better. So Rhino tags out to Tajiri. Cade beats down Tajiri, and we get an Irish whip as Tajiri kicks Cade. We get a low drop kick and a cradle for two. As Tajiri's coming off the rope, Coach nails Tajiri in the back. Cade takes control with a back suplex and an illegal choke. So we tag out to Coach, and Coach is kicking and talking trash. And uh, and guys, I get it. Coach is in another pay-per-view match. I don't know what to do at this point. I guess he's just wrestling this year. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. I, I think I'm kind of I kind of enjoyed Coach in this match. I'll elaborate more later, but I, I kind of I I enjoyed Coach in this match. Oh, you tease yeah. me. Yeah, you tease me like Big Daddy V suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> Just over the nipples. Tease those nippers. I used to get so excited when he would adjust his suspenders. Oh my gosh. I used to get so excited when he'd uh, make a V with his hand and just stare at it for a minute straight. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this just goes to show anything can happen in the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. That That's a SmackDown 2 reference uh, for my real fans out there. Whoop whoop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is proof anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. So, uh, Coach, he's kicking to Jerry, talking trash. We get an Irish whip to the corner. Coach working the back. Uh, he does this questionable move where he does this, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a reverse atomic drop, kind of. He just kind of sits to Jerry on his knee and then yeah. like, smacks him in the back. I don't know what that was. That confused me, too. I was like, Coach is trying to improvise here or something. <laughs> he, I think he got out of position. He's like, oh, I got to do something. That's that catch as catch can style. <laughs> it looked like. Uh, what do you mean, coach's coach can? Oh, Ooh, that's good. That, that should have been a shirt. 
Hey, let's make a shirt and wear it and tweet it to Coach and see if he retweets it. He, he will. He apparently loves all all attention. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't, you know? <laughs> I love that he retweeted both of us. <laughs> he loves shout out, team. shout out, Jonathan Coachman. We love you. Pepsi Blue hey, spokesman of the night. <laughs> I said that completely wrong. Who cares? <laughs> um, uh, this is followed by a body slam by Coach. Coach mocks to Jerry by doing a low key racist bow and comedically gets kicked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. What you get, man. We get an elbow by Coach, and he tags out to Cade. Double suplex. Cade, Cade. Crowd's going wild. Oh, gosh, They're, man. They yeah, could not. Cade at this point. That barricade barely held them. They had, they had to sit on their hands to keep themselves from clapping so hard. They called the they called the National Guard out, and they're like, you stand around this ring, and you make sure nobody comes over the barricade. Like, they had to stop <laughs> the match for a minute because they were like, guys, this is getting out of hand. We got it's a fake fighting dangerous. show to get through, okay? We know you love Lance or Garrison Cade, but we gotta finish the match, bro. So we tag out to Coach, and we get a surfboard hold by Coach. To Jerry Boots, Coach, and we get a tarantula. Tarantula. Which you know everyone's like always afraid of, but it's like, hey, you only, it's only three seconds. <laughs> yeah, Basically. it look it looks neat, but it's like, has Jerry ever done anything with it other than just look neat? That's the whole point of it is to look neat. <laughs> exactly. We'll get an Insiguri by Tajiri. Say that five times fast. Insiguri by Tajiri. Oh, I can't do it! <laughs> <laughs> and we get the hot tag to Rhino. Yay! Shoulder One blocks to coach. Shit. Uh, the, only, the only gripe I had with this is uh, when Rhino's clotheslining coach, coach should not be getting up anytime soon. No, I agree with that. So. Well, he's got the coach power, man. What do you expect? Yeah, he's, I mean, been, yes. he's in the back chugging. He's been in the back chugging uh, stack or two energy. He's he's pumped. <laughs> the YJ Stingers. The YJ Stinger. Oh man! So that was my only gripe, but whatever. Um, like I said, nobody remembers this match, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so shoulder blocks to coach. We get a suplex followed by Aspagingo. Oh, to Garrison Kate. Oh, good. Yeah, everyone wanted him dead. The crowd went, <laughs> went went banana. Yeah, the cr- at this point the crowd uh, the crowd literally went nanners. It was crazy. <laughs> we we get a belly to belly to coach. Cade saves coach, but to Jerry blind tags into the match. Cade throws Rhino to the floor. Uh, they start double teaming to Jerry. They whip him to the ropes, and he hits a awesome-looking double handspring elbow to both dudes. Tajiri sets up for the poison mist, but Coach evades, and Garrison Cade gets all of the mist. So Cade is misted. Rhino's coming for the gore for Coach, but Coach ducks out of the way. Cade gets all the gore. All the gore, all the mist. Tajiri is measuring up Coach and nails him with an awesome buzzsaw kick, and Coach beautifully sells it as if he's been knocked out. One, two, three, Tajiri and Rhino get the win. I really, I really like this match, actually. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was fun. It was a good opener. Like you said, it's a match that no one remembers, and, and so it was just a nice thing to get the people going. You got to see the green mist. You got to see a, a kick in the face. And I think Coach was really good in this match. 
Um, yes. He was always always exactly where he needed to be. There was even that that point when he like yelled over the the over the ropes at Tajiri, and Tajiri was able to turn around and kick him in the face, and like he got it exactly right. And it looks supernatural because like Coach being the dickhead that he was at this point, he jumped up on the ropes and just like hey hey look at me, and so Tajiri just like okay fine turn around boom kicked him in the face and like I don't know I thought Coach is really good the it, I love Rhino I love Tajiri so it, like three out of four I I couldn't say. Too much bad about it. I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I have to. I have to reflect the sentiment. Um, maybe not quite as high on it, but I still thought it was a fun opener. And yeah, just every time I see Tajiri, it makes me a little happy. I like Tajiri. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, I forgot a couple things I, I wanted to say too. Um, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, they they were talking about what countries there were in the world, and Jerry Lawler's like uh, Tanzania. Uh, India, Oklahoma, (laughs) (laughs) and but and I I think that when he when he hit Garrison K with the mist, that it it looked really really good. Like it hit his hair and it hit like his whole face. Like it was a really good mist. Boom! Mm -hmm. Like uh, of like the the nerdy like wrestling long term lore things I enjoy. The two things I I don't know I get a kick out of every time is just uh. Mist lore, all the different types, and just uh, Samoans having hard heads. I just always think that's that's fun. Yes, and red but, and black. There are three different mists. Ooh, yeah. Still get the black man, just like Nydia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, to echo Jake, I thought Coach worked really well. It's just fun to see him in it because he's like such a smarmy little jackass, and <laughs> you know he he plays his role really well. Uh, the weakest link of it was Garrison Cade, but uh, thankfully we don't have to stare at him anymore. But yeah, uh, overall, I, I, I thought it was pretty solid. Oh, Brown, enjoyed it too. Teehee. Yeah, I say thumbs up. I immediately groaned upon seeing Coach in yet another pay-per-view match, but I can't lie. I liked this match. It was dumb fun. Crowd were super into it. It was good, clean fun. What, what, mm-hmm. What's wrong with having fun? <laughs> What's wrong with having fun? They touched on it there, like the crowd was into it, like they, like they were like they were really into it. So, At the end I mean, of the day, know. that's like the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Was the crowd into it, and they certainly were for this match. We cut backstage to Evolution. Triple H enters the room with no knee pads, as the remaining members hound him about Eugene, the forgotten fifth oh. member of Evolution. <laughs> Honorary. I have to ask real quick: was it was Vince in the next room asleep? Like they just were not speaking up at all during this promo. I feel like this was put together like super last minute. Oh, we gotta, we gotta build to this surprise and uh, uh, build around this Eugene story, you know. So, um, I, that's... I think Randy Orton is hilarious in this this promo, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, they're like, well, who's supposed to watch him? And he just has his head down and just points at, at Batista. That was some of the funniest stuff I've seen in a long He's so, he's acting like a child. And it is so funny. He's like, Dave's supposed to watch him. It's his turn. His turn. <laughs> he's just head down and just points. It was it's so just like, funny. oh, come on. Come so on. funny. Come on. <laughs> Is that WWE's favorite band, Limp Biscuit, here in Hartford? By God, 
Yeah, Triple H, he assures them that he has a plan and it's imperative for them to follow it for him to get the World Heavyweight Championship back. And, you know, Triple H, he looks around and asks, where is Eugene? After all, you can't leave him alone. And like you said, Jake, they bicker and Randy points to Batista, blames him. But Triple H, he leaves and he sees Chris Benoit is talking to Eugene. You see, Benoit and Eugene used to be friends. Until Triple H, as Eugene's favorite wrestler in the whole world, uh, manipulated him into thinking that they weren't friends. And so they've had some um, miscommunications and stuff of the like on Raw in the following weeks, or the prior weeks, excuse me, uh, where Benoit's accidentally donked him with a chair and punched him. And uh, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. They are manipulating this poor little soul Eugene and uh, Ben was just trying to play peacemaker I thought, I thought it was funny though because you know WWE you know they use their invisible backstage camera I like how it was like where's Eugene oh let's look around this corner <laughs> just, just <laughs> him and Ben for real it was so abrupt it's like hey Ben you're right outside Evolution's like <laughs> locker room yeah I, the, the first thing I thought was like this is why they have separate locker rooms for heels and faces <laughs> I, you know what, what where do you guys say eugene lands right now do you think he's a, a face or a heel dude he's got his private dressing room Are you kidding me a big eugene uh, plaque on the front backwards i, I think all? he's i think he's over i don't know if he's a heel or a face i think he's somewhere in between Twi- i think eugene. he's I, between i i don't <laughs> yeah. think i don't think his character is portrayed with having the ability to be anything other than a chaotic neutral at this point <laughs> So you're saying that Eugene is essentially a 2004 Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, I mean, he hits a stunner. <laughs> there you go, proof. There you go. That's why he's getting so over. It's like Vince is like, Eugene, he's an X-Gen kid. Not much to say about the build about this one either. Surprise. Um, uh, Time to fight. Christian got injured, so Jericho kind of pivoted to his story with Batista. And so they kind of mixed it up in tag matches on Raw. And uh, Now all of a sudden, Trish Stratus is in love with Batista. Actually, Trish has turned her attention to Lita. But uh, we will get to that in yeah, the future. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about some of that HLA? <laughs> I wish JR would. Sounded like he was like flying away. What? <laughs> flying away to HLA land. What? HLA land? This is a Mario Party board. <laughs> <laughs> you get a star, you must commit one act of HLA. Oh! Batista catches Jericho in the corner. We get huge forearms and knees by Batista, followed by a shoulder thrust. Jericho holds on to the ropes from an Irish whip, but Jericho is low bridge to the floor. 
We get a springboard drop kick by Jericho. Back in the ring, Batista overpowers Jericho with a neck breaker. Batista goes for the pin, only good for two. We get a seated full Nelson by Batista. Jericho shakes off Batista to the floor. Huge kicks to the leg. Batista knees Jericho. Batista places Jericho on the top rope. Jericho fights off Batista, and we get a diving reverse elbow. Forearms by Jericho, but Batista doesn't even wobble. He's just unfazed. We get a sidewalk slam by Batista, followed by forearms to the back. We get a knee across the throat by Batista, followed by a backbreaker. And he transitions into the backbreaker stretch. Yeah, 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 I know. I know, I know, I know folks, but I didn't book the show. What are you looking at me for? Forgive me, I love you. Uh, and and uh, he knees Jericho to the head. Uh, Jericho counters a backbreaker for forearms to the face. Forearm floors Batista for the first time. Jericho slides out of a power slam for a chop. For a chop block, excuse me. Walls of Jericho attempt is no good. Batista kicks off Jericho, and we get a drop toe hold by Jericho. Jericho looks for a knee across the back, but a huge spine buster by Batista for two. That woke the crowd up. I think so. Uh-huh. That was the first time anybody noticed anything was going on in this match. Jericho slides out of the Batista bomb for a cradle, but it's only good for two. Batista starts nailing right hands to the face. And we get a modified bulldog from the middle rope by Jericho. He goes for a lion salt, but it's blocked with the knees. Jericho ducks a clothesline and hits a running enziguri, which is supposed to be the finishing move, but Batista kicks out at two. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, Bautista. Batista hits, today. Batista hits another spine buster. We get a Batista bomb, which slams Jericho to the mat. Vicious Batista bomb. He gets the pin. Batista wins. But the referee doesn't see that Jericho's foot was on the rope. But it's too late. Batista runs away. Sneaks the victory. Kyle's a leg off the rope. Kyle, what do you think about the match? It was a match. (laughs) I don't know. It it didn't, for me personally, I just didn't do a whole ton. I mean, I like seeing Batista grow, but... I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> you know, I don't really know what else much more to say about it. It didn't really stick with me. Just kind of thumbs middle for me, if I'm being real. Very, very paint by numbers kind of match. Um, how how much of a monster is Drax supposed to be at this point? Uh, a formidable foe. A formidable. Okay, then Jericho got way too much in. No, no, I would say they're they're on par, but Batista, I would put him like slightly above. He's not okay. So you you think it's because I'm trying if they're trying to make if he's a monster at this point, he should have just destroyed like Jericho. Him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah he's, like, not, he's, not, he's, he's a if, monster, but he's not like the great Kali when he first came in. You know, <laughs> that's the comparison. That, well, yeah, I mean, he like, destroyed the Undertaker. So I mean, I guess that's fair, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not You're talking not about his whole body of work. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I'm just because, you know, I'm trying to figure out whether or not I think that, you know, because if he's supposed to be this big, nasty, destructive, kill you in the face beast, like, this match went on way too beast. long. 
I, like, I think this match went on way too long anyway, because like this is where I, I the first time I thought they may not have enough to fill out their time in this in this pay-per-view. Because like there were several rest holds that just kind of went on and on and on. I feel like you could say that about a few points in this pay per view. Yeah, I thought that uh, it was really funny that they're having the the conversation about Eugene during the the full Nelson. Uh, like the commentary during the show was really funny. Um, yes, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. But they're just talking about like like King was trying to get. JR to say that you know he was mentally handicapped. He's like, well, he's like a child. Well, he's 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 got a childlike you know wonder about the sport of wrestling. It's oh, it was so <laughs> funny just to listen to the King make JR squirm. I know they're just they're just stepping stepping around, <laughs> calling him something terrible. All I have to say about this match is thumbs in the middle. It had flashes of good things, but it was kind of boring. Best thing about it to me was that Batista bomb. He absolutely destroyed your mm-hmm. That was nice, yeah. That's the thing, though. It's like, it's like I know I didn't have much to say, and I feel like I'm lame for it, but it's just like I watched half this pay-per-view... Uh, and then the other Jericho half. Jericho plays the hits. Is all it was. He's no, like, Kyle, you're not, you're not lame for it. In. They're lame for d- it because they could have booked a better show. Yeah, because like I, I did, I like I didn't even remember this was on the card. Frankly, there's no, there's no story to tell here. All, all Mm-mm. you know, it, all you have is Batista tried to take out Jericho three weeks ago, and they're loosely feuding. And uh, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? You have no story to tell in the ring for the pay per view. There's not, there's nothing Nor- to see here. You could ask anybody. Hey, you remember that classic Jericho versus Batista match? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you could say you remember that classic Batista match, and yeah. Well, well, well. Uh, what are you trying to say? I'm saying I don't think I think Batista was good at what he was good at, but I don't think he's he ever had any uh, you know Matt classics. Whoa, come on, dude. We're in 04. The best is yet to come with Batista. Yeah, we've all wanted to I'm not saying that he's not entertaining. I'm just saying that he's he's not the second coming of Luthez. Whoa. He's not. A, oh, yeah. Not the second oh, yeah. Tell me your favorite Rain. Luthez match. <laughs> uh, Luthez versus Harley Race. You'd the one where up. he pressed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That took me a second. <laughs> do, you, do you think he did the head bob too, like Stone Cold? Is that part oh, of course, it? yeah. That's part of it. I don't that's even. How I get, that's how I get the torque, folks. This is how the torque. This is how <laughs> to build your spirit meter, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how you have to do the taunt. <laughs> The taunt that built your spirit meter the fastest was the Xbox Xbox taunt where he like said, "Come get it." So I just spam that and then spam mm-hmm. that with a spear and then hit you with four or five J Y two J stunners and matches over. Y two Jake stunners. Yep. I remember. I remember. Jake, Jake I remember. I remember using like the cane hair flip because it only lasted like a second. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Good, just <laughs> spam it, spam it. Give me that special meter." Because this pay-per-view is boring. That's why we're talking about this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, folks. Yeah, ooh. We're back back after a little hiatus. Hold on. I don't think that's completely fair to say. 
But yeah, this, yeah, that match yeah. certainly was like just okay. We cut backstage to Evolution and Eugene. <clears throat> Triple H is trying to convince Eugene that Benoit is a liar. He says it over and over again. Triple Let H me guess what he told you. He said that he wanted to be your friend. He said that he was sorry. He said that I was a bad guy. He said that I had a big nose. He said that I look kind of puffy and doughy and I'm just phoning it in, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> uh, I bet, I bet, uh, I bet Chris Benoit said I got a little dingy. No, he didn't say that. Uh, oh, well, well, if he does, he's a liar, okay? That's all you need to know. <laughs> Eugene voice made him sound worse than he actually is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you do, he's a liar. That's all you need to know. I get. Oh man, I'm not even gonna try this. <laughs> I'm not gonna try the <laughs> Eugene voice. Just know that it's like, hey, Eugene, hey. Like, <laughs> I think Eugene is surprisingly. Um, his line of thought is surprisingly coherent, because uh, when he was doing the uh, the rules of the musical chairs, which was very long, he went point by point, and I'm like, huh. He didn't get distracted in that whole long explanation. Something's afoot. And I'm going to figure it it's out. Funny, it's like really jarring, too. He's like, we're going to play musical chairs. Now, the rules of musical chairs is everybody goes in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are really quite simple. But yeah, Triple H says he has a huge surprise for Eugene and commands Ooh. Ric Flair to go get it. Rick is not excited about this surprise. Rick is like the star of this pay-per-view. I, I just want to go out and say. <laughs> uh, he super is. Basically. Uh, Rick leaves and comes back as Eugene is beside himself. Eugene, wide-eyed, mouth agape. However, Ric Flair, with a completely blank look on his face, holds up one of his robes as a gift for Eugene. <laughs> that was funny. You never see Ric Flair not animated, and for him to just be stoic was hilarious. It was just the funniest stuff. Oh my gosh. No, no selling any of Eugene's crap. It's so funny. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying all the Eugene-erific action, but we gotta pay the bills, so hold up, sucker. What's happening to me? Catnip. Everything I sense. Everything I feel. What happened the other night? I don't remember. You died. Has made me. Everything I am. Gotcha. Catwoman. Justice is on the prowl. Oh, yeah. This film is now get ready. Starts July 23rd. One, two, three. Now that's what I call music. Volume 16 is here. of the hottest hits from your favorite superstar artists. Featuring Black Eyed Peas, D12, Jessica Simpson, and Huba Stang. Now 16 brings you more chart-topping hits, including Switchfoot, Lenny Kravitz, and Yellow Card.
Now 16 features 20 of your favorite artists. And when you call or order online at NowThat'sMusic.com, you'll receive a cool Now Beach Ball free with paid order. Now that's what I call music is sure to get you moving with hits from Beanie Man, Nina Sky, and Chingy. Now 16 is only one call away. Now that's what I call music. Volume 16 has all the hits, including Britney Spears, Beyonce, and Petey Pablo. Get now, that's what I call music volume 16 and complete your collection today. To order now, that's what I call music volume 16. Call or order online at now, that's music.com. 1898 plus 495 shipping and handling. Rush delivery available. Call now. From the night Chris Benoit made history. Every time he stepped into the ring, defended the championship, celebrated a victory, one man was watching, waiting for his chance at vengeance. Triple H, Chris Benoit, a battle for the World Heavyweight Championship. WWE Vengeance, live 10 days away on pay-per-view. Hey, I would just want to remind everybody to go go listen to the latest episode of my show with Alex and Jake. In every episode of my show with Alex Thank and you. Jake, like, come on, Thank let's you. show them some love. Bow. Bow. Available now at badfacts.info. Can't up and remind you if you're gonna make a collect call, dial down the center with one eight hundred C A L L A T T. It's free for you and cheap for them. Did we score? Save big bucks on every call. Just dial 1-800-CALL-ATT for collect calls. How did we get to this match, you ask? Uh, hey, how did we get to this mask? Tem- match? Temporary GM Eugene, last week on Raw, made the match. Him and Ric Flair versus Law Resistance. There you go. Okay. Law Resistance, were they were they French-Canadian last pay-per-view? Like, they, they've yes. switched from... I thought so. It's so weird. Yes, they were. And um, is there is there any like real reasoning behind this? No. Um, the closest thing I could give you, and I, I talked about this in our Bad Blood review, but they were in uh, Montreal. Um, mm-hmm. It was La Resistance versus Benoit Edge for the tag titles. Benoit Edge were the champs at the time. La Resistance got this major like cr- crowd favorite reaction by the crowd. And they rallied to beat Benoit and Edge for the titles. It was the craziest thing. That makes sense, then. 
Yeah. So, um, but they so were, I'm not I'm not up to date on my law resistance lore. They had been <laughs> doing it, uh, Sylvan and Robert Conway. Sylvan Robert. Where's Rene Dupree? Is he on the other show still? Yes, he's, of he's course. Dead. Oh, he died. Is he still doing the French thing with Fifi? Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> no, he, right. he dropped and he's doing a Jamaican gimmick now, like Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm just an island boy. Oh, no. SOS. <laughs> hey, remember when Kofi Kingston had an accent? I do. No, mm-hmm. I don't remember at all. I don't remember Jamaican Kofi Kingston on ECW battling with Shelton Benjamin, the golden standard. Yeah, pl- doing a, a really good uh, 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 Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania. Followed by Big Daddy V coming out for a match on WWE ECW. <laughs> with the t- Lifting his titties, <laughs> lifting his titties, and it just says Kofi Kingston under both of them. I don't remember Taser Titty Big Daddy V at all. It says Kofi under one and Kingston under the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bill Goldberg saying "You're next." He just holds his boobs up and it says "You're next." Under. <laughs> I just imagine Big Daddy V or Eugene. Who would have the funniest? Uh, like if they did a Goldberg entrance for them, who do you think would be funnier? Eugene. No, 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 no. No, Big Daddy V. I don't know. Jeez, that's a hard question. Just imagine, like, you know, they just go knock on his door and, like, he he, he side shuffles out of the door. He uses his titty to push the door open. (laughs) They're, like, they're walking down the hall and, like, the the, the cops are just kind of, like, smushed against the wall because he's so big and wide. (laughs) He has to stop halfway there. (laughs) Just breath. (laughs) Oh, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Anyways, rest in peace, Big Daddy V. Until we reanimate your corpse. <laughs> We've unintentionally taken aim at Big Daddy V this week. Unintentionally? No, I had this plan from the beginning. Smoke cigarette. <laughs> You're like, I need something to, to flesh this podcast out. Let's bring out Big Daddy V. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say, Flair looks great physically. Uh, I don't know if he's just doing roids or what, but he he's looking in great condition. <laughs> Yeah, especially because like I like I remember his whole retirement match, him just looking really just like flabby. His age. So he's he's looking pumped. Eugene and Conway begin the match. Eugene begins stealing Flair's mannerisms, and Rick just progressively gets angrier. <laughs> so funny. We get a lock up with Eugene pushing back Conway and strutting. Lock up, side headlock by Eugene. We get a hammer lock by Eugene. Conway reverses before Eugene trips and floats over on Conway. Shoulder block and hip toss by Eugene. We get a chop and down goes Conway. Tag to Grenier. Shinbreaker by Eugene into a knee drop. We get a chop by Eugene and more strutting as Ric Flair just gets more angy. He's just doing straight Rick he's doing a straight Ric Flair match. We get an Irish whip and a Spagingo by Grenier. Eugene begs for mercy, and as Grenier approaches, he gets his eye poked. And Ric Flair's like, oh, come on now. Like, Ric Rick Flair's reactions, just like, that's just half of what made this match. I just loved him. Conway comes in for chops. Eugene turns the tables. Conway counters for pummeling. And Eugene flops like Flair. 
And at this point, Flair is livid. He is just running back and forth. Stop being me! <laughs> so, so Eugene gets... <laughs> so Eugene gets rammed shoulder first into the ring post and Flair tags off of him. So it's kind of funny seeing Ric Flair make the blind tag as Eugene's just laying there in the ring post. <laughs> So Flair comes in and, and gosh darn it, man, he still got it. He does, man. Even my like uh my wife was in the room as I was watching this and she was just like, Man, yeah, he can he can go. It's like I know I know people have feelings these days about Ric Flair and that he comes off as bitter and a freaking weirdo. But uh man, right here I just I want to give him his props and say, gosh, man, he still had it here. Yep. Flair is just wooing away. And he starts chopping. We get right hands to Conway and a chop to Grogne. Back elbow Kanye to Grogne. Back elbow to Grogne. And we get a knee drop to him as well. Conway is in the corner selling. And we get more chops. We get a suplex by Flair, followed by a figure four. It's time to go to school. Oh, school, you got your hall pass. Grognier elbows Flair in the face. Uh, We get a tag out to Grognier, and he starts choking Flair. And when he gets a right hand to Flair, just decks him, goes for the pin. Only good for two, and he tags out to Robert Conway. This is a French Canadian sympathizer. Okay, I can get being a. French France sympathizer, like whatever, but a French Canadian sympathizer? You Dutch W. Bush. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, it's like, you know, given the whole like post 9 11, you know, patriotism boom, like, it, yeah, it made more sense when they were just straight French, but French Canadian, it's like, oh, okay, they just live in Canada and speak French, whatever. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be honest, I'm getting freaking tired of talking about Lars Estarns and French wrestlers. <laughs> me too, man, me too. <laughs> I hope this ends soon. Same. Like, in my I, head, I, just... I know Sylvan and Rob Conway are phased out by 05. And Rene yeah, Dupree... look at me now. <laughs> just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Um... And I know Renee Dupree well, gets shows, better from here. <laughs> I know Renee Dupree shows up in ECW at some point, but nothing prominent. So I'm just like, get, go away, go away, go all the way away. Just look at me. Ooh, that hurts my throat. I'm not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, this gives me this gives me a good time to to plug our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rapod, where you can sign up. For exclusive content, and if you sign up right now on our five dollar tier, Jake will do a cover of "Just Look at Me." <laughs> yeah, come on, I'm about to give your money. So go on, do it. Do it. Just so look at me. he will do a full length cover, Ooh. and Kyle will play the piano. Maybe. Yeah, sure, I can play the piano. Kyle and I will do a remix of the Whisper Song by the Ying Yang Twins. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. No, okay. No, go ahead and do that for free. Right now. The uh, uh, wait. Is that what it says? No, wait. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't want to start that song. 
Anyway, moving on. It's Triple, Triple H, that's what he does to Eugene. He's like, hey, Eugene, let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> 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 Go and give me my belt. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see, boys? Uh? <laughs> I'm going to Ben up. <laughs> <laughs> So, Flair, he chops back at Conway. Conway takes down Flair. Conway slaps Flair. Oh, how do you disrespect the 16-time world champion like that? So, Flair chops him. Way to close the line by Conway. Goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. Tag to Sylvan. Sylvan stomps all over Flair. And we get a hard... We get a hard... I get a hard... Let's say you get a hard on what? I, I wish JR. <laughs> oh, come on. Wait till later when the girls come out. Woo-hoo. Wait till later when Big Daddy V comes out. Woo-hoo, those puppies. Suspenders. Suspenders. Just imagine Jerry Lawler marking out for his suspenders every week. Like a wet t shirt. <laughs> I can't hear you to leave JR. I'm too distracted by suspenders. <laughs> Do you think he's got an any or an Audi? That's disgusting, okay? Oh, I wish he'd let the pups out of the pound, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're puppies. Those are full-grown dogs, JR. Woohoo! Hey, who on I want to see that man's breasts. <laughs> I've never seen puppies so big. They go all the way to his back. Woo! <laughs> hey, who on, he's there, back... who on there? Who on there? You think he's got back nipples, JR? <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> oh, that's just a mole, King. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that'd be the funniest King response. Okay. <laughs> he just drops it. <laughs> Almost as funny as Arn Anderson's no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who on their Ruthless Aggression bingo card had a Big Daddy V all over this episode? I sure didn't. <laughs> Why don't we close out this dumb match already? Yeah, for real. Yeah, we get a hard Irish whip and a spooking go! <laughs> the hard on. That's how it all started. Uh, Jake, why don't you just leave the room and get your giggles out, okay, sir? Oh, get. <laughs> we get a reverse chin lock by Sylvan. Flair walks into a shoulder block. Tag out to Conway. A little front chancery there by Conway. Flair inches towards Eugene. But Grenier attacks Eugene on the outside, preventing the tag. Flair is double teamed by La Resistance. And we get an au revoir. Eugene saves Flair. But Conway is thrown to the floor and Eugene batters Grenier. And he's so mad that Eugene shoves the referee in a fit of rage. So <gasps> Eugene, no. They've been disqualified. Oh, boo. Boo. Eugene doesn't stop the attack there. Um, he gives a stunner to Savon Grenier and a rock bottom followed by people's elbow to Robert Conway. <laughs> and he actually did the rock bottom pretty dang good, for sure. Absolutely. That was fun. <laughs> um, I will go first here. Uh, I'm going to give this match a, uh, a mild thumbs up. Uh, it was entertaining. Mm. Uh, I love Ric Flair. Eugene's just over, man. He is, he is over in this time, and it's. I did not expect this. Like, 
I knew I knew I liked him. I knew I looked forward to seeing him every week, but I didn't I thought it was just like an uncomfortable thing. But no man, the fans are super into him. He's hot right now. And um it it's just dumb fun. So uh, him and Ric Flair here, awesome stuff. I, I give it a mild thumbs up. It's not the best match. It's all catch catch can. Um but it's good stuff here. You know, I got to give this brother sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I, I give it a I give it a mild thumbs up. Um, and I would be higher on it if it wasn't all these dons because uh, Ric Flair and Eugene, uh, their stick together was was great. Um, I think they really carried it. Eugene can uh, can can do all the fun flary stuff in the match, and just Ric Flair's reactions to him was it was just priceless. Um, Ric Flair, of course, can still go. And yeah, just like I said, to get them together, it's just like magic. I want to see more of these two dudes. Big ol' uh, uh, or not big ol', but a, a a nice little thumbs up. I'm going to be a little more <clears throat> a little more pessimistic than you guys. I, I gave it a thumbs middle. Okay. Um, it it's still it's still entertaining. I think Nick I think Nick Densmore is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And you can see uh, a lot of his abilities shining through with his emulation of of Ric Flair and you know, those two guys working together. It's it's really really entertaining stuff. But um, so tired of La Resistance. Uh, they they drag everything down. This Quebec shtick. Like, how many people understand that that's a Quebec flag? I I just had to assume just because it's like La Resistance. Oh, that's not a France flag. That must be like. Yeah, like Quebec, French Canada. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like outside of people who who know their their flags, like there's not that Venn diagram is not very very big. Uh, but thumbs middle, decent enough. The the ending was kind of lame. Yeah, I don't really like La Resistance, which they go away. But your hatred of La Resistance kind of somewhat eclipsed the greatness of Flair and Dinsmore. Yes, I think that's fair. fair. It's like fair, Charlie Haas fair. getting the stank on Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Get out of here, Charlie Haas. <laughs> Although we got to give Charlie Haas props now. He's more entertaining now that he's facing with Rico. <laughs> there you go. He's more entertaining now that he has someone around him who's entertaining. Exactly. Oh man. See, there's the issue. Oh. <laughs> The next match is Big Daddy V. No, I'm just kidding. It's Kane. <laughs> it's the Big Red Machine, Kane, taking on V1 Matt Hardy. Because uh, Lita went and got herself knocked up. <laughs> My appetite for agony will be awakened. This is absolutely deplorable. Matt Hardy is defenseless, and Kane's not through with him. Wait, 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 there's Lita. I will feast on the fear of the innocent. This is sick. I'll tell you, it's nothing but sick. Lita, I told you what I wanted. 
This has, by far, the most story out of any match on the card. And it is just so wrestling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I, when I think of storylines like this, I think of South Park's take on WWE. Yeah, this, yes. is straight, this is straight up the young and the wrestlers. Ooh, I like <laughs> yes. that. Did, that. did that term already exist? I don't know. I thought of it. I said it yesterday, and I was going to run with it. Uh, that gives me a great idea for a, a Photoshop image. Okay. Thank you, Jake. Young and the Wrestling. Uh, yeah, the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night goes to Jake's joke. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. Jake's got... 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Kane wanted a sacrifice like Creed. A sacrifice. And we didn't know why at the time, but it turned out that he wanted a seed to carry on his legacy. A Creed seed. <laughs> a Creed seed with, with, with Kane's demon semen. Hello, leader, we meet again. Yeah, he wanted a seed to carry on his legacy of destruction. Yeah. So he targeted Lita. Oh, I mean, Lita. I would. When I was when I was young, I was targeting Lita to carry my seed to carry on my legacy of destruction too. So I understand. <laughs> I understand the motivation. Oh, oh, come on. Come on, after this guest. <laughs> you know, I was watching I was watching Raw and uh, my wife was in the room and uh, it, it's that promo where Matt Hardy's proposing to Lita and uh he comes on the Titan Tron, he's like, Oh Lita and she starts laughing. It's like, why is he saying her name like that? And I was like, I, I guess it is weird to say Lita, but he he does consistently call her Lita. 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 So one of the things he wants that, a whole Lita of water. We come to find out that Lita is Pragers. Oh God, no! Still so, fat and pregnant. She's gonna get all fat and eat ice cream and stuff. <laughs> Stacy confronts yeah. Lita on Raw backstage in a segment where Lita swore her to secrecy in front of the camera. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Sure, I won't tell anybody. All on camera. He turns the camera. You guys too, all right? <laughs> None of you tell Kane. So yeah, as and then it <laughs> cuts the picture and picture of Kane watching a TV. <laughs> He's watching the show too. Oh no! <laughs> he does. He does the titty wobble and laugh. <laughs> Big Daddy V comes by. I was like, "No, you do it like <laughs> <No>. this." <laughs> Not Big Daddy V. Um, so yeah, as aforementioned, Matt proposes, but before Lita can answer, Kane informs everyone that he is the father. This causes Matt to freak out, storm out, but not before Lita pleading and saying that the baby could still be Matt's. Jr. interviews Kane on Raw. When Kane reveals his motives, seed of destruction, blah blah blah. Jr. tells Kane, "You know, there, there's a fifty-fifty chance that that baby is Matt Hardy's." <laughs> and again, I'm watching this with my wife. And she's like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> I'm like, that's a good point. There, there could be some. Goes, other listen, person. folks. Listen, folks. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but we got cameras everywhere back here. <laughs> We know exactly how many times each of them had sex with each other. And believe me, folks, we counted each and every pump. You know what I'm saying? Believe it, believe it or not, it was Kane and Matt together more than anyone else. Oh, plot twist. Okay. <laughs> JR's just listening, like rubbing his fingers, getting all sweaty, like, hey, yeah, it was nice. Getting all milky. And Kane's oh. just actually Kane is oh god getting milky. Kane is starting to get a little weirded out now, like <laughs> But yeah, so uh we don't know who the father is concretely. 
All we know is Matt Hardy is absolutely determined to destroy Kane. Will he do so in this no disqualification match? Let's find out. They meet on the ramp. Kane batters Matt Hardy around the ring. Hardy tries to get back into the match, but Kane outpowers Hardy. Kane misses a right hand, and Hardy sends Kane into the ring post and the announce table. TV monitored to the head by Matt Hardy. Matt looks for a twist of fate on the announce table, but Kane shoves Hardy off onto the barricade. They go in the crowd, and Kane throws Hardy back to ringside. Hardy gets huge right hands from Kane. Short arm clothesline by Kane. And a camel clutch by Kane. Say that five times fast. Camel clutch by Kane, camel clutch by Kane, camel clutch by Kane, camel clutch by Kane, camel clutch by Kane. Hey, good job. Hey. <clears throat> camel clutch by Greg. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless aggression, tongue twister of the night. Matt Hardy fights out before a boot to the head. We get a clothesline by Kane and a foot choke. Matt Hardy is slammed off the ramp. Kane climbs to the top rope. And we get a diving clothesline by Kane. Kane taunts Hardy. Hardy battles back before Kane cuts off Hardy with a knee and a throw to the floor. We get a big boot by Kane. Hardy rolls into the ring. Kane gets a clothesline and is tied up in the ropes. His foot's just kind of dangling and uh, he's kind of helpless. So Matt Hardy pummels him there. We get a ring bell to the head by Matt Hardy and it... <laughs> And it dings, so I was very happy about that. Hardy climbs to the top rope. We get a leg drop to the back of the head. He goes for the twist of fate, but Kane blocks it. Kane looks for the tombstone, but Hardy counters for the twist of fate. He goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. Oh no! Kane sits yeah. up. Oh no, it's a choke slam. Oh. I also noticed that King is absolutely toying with JR through the whole match. He's oh like, gosh, well, yes. do you think the baby will be ugly? He's like, well, I don't have time to talk about the baby's breath. He's like, why are you talking about the baby, JR, where like, there's a match going on? He's like, I'm trying to talk about the match. <laughs> Jer Jerry's just antagonizing him the whole time. It was so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, I'm trying to. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Kane, he hits the choke slam, and then he grabs the steel steps, but Lita, who is pregnant and wearing a thong, comes sprinting to ringside. In that order. <laughs> Lita, necessarily. Lita gets in the way of Kane. Kane puts down the steps after much deliberation, and he gets Lita out of harm's way, asking her to watch what he does to Matt Hardy. Hardy uses a chair to whack the steel steps into Kane's face. And to my surprise, Matt Hardy picks up the win. Uh, Kyle, what would you think about the match? 10 out of 10. It is the match of the night, if not the year. No. Eh, eh. <laughs> I wasn't nuts about this, completely honest. Uh, no, you're, you don't feel strongly about a Kane match? No. Come no, on. surprisingly <laughs> not. <laughs> man <laughs> it's almost like a lot of Kane's appeal was his his mystery and spectacle that they stripped away anyways um no kidding you know like i like matt hardy you know just being kind of like a grudge match where they beat each other up you know that's fine but they just didn't do it in the most interesting way just kind of plotting and stuff 
And then I don't know about you guys, but the the whole baby story, like it's so melodramatic that I just it just it I laugh at it and I enjoy it, but I think it's so dumb. And so when they inject it into the match directly with Lita getting in there and be like, "Please don't hit him. I won't give him a kiss." It's like. <laughs> Okay, and then that lame duck finish just <laughs> oh oh the, he he hit the he hit, if he hit him with the chair he would have killed him but the force was lessened from the stairs so it just knocked him out or something I guess it's whatever <laughs> I don't know it's like just knocked him out or something I guess I guess it's it's like I feel like I should give it a thumbs down but it's just so bland that I don't know I just feel so eh about it you know. Well, if you don't want to give it a thumbs down, I will. Thumbs down from me. Um, the only thing that was entertaining about this match was was King and Jr. and I think they knew yes. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it was it was pretty like considering it was a, a a match with weapons and tables and chairs and stairs and nails and guns and stuff like it's really boring. So thumbs down from me. Would it have gotten a uh, star higher if, or star higher? <laughs> would have gotten a thumbs up if uh, Lita had reached under her titty and pulled out a taser? If, <laughs> yeah, if we had seen Lita titty, we yeah five stars. Uh, no, but like I said, I, I was so this. I got up and made coffee <laughs> partially part of the way through this match. Uh, did I give my thoughts on this match? No, I did not. Um, nope. Uh, I give it thumbs in the middle, and I will. I say I only give it that high because. Uh, it, I don't think it was uh, just the most horrible thing I've ever seen. It's probably the best Kane match I've seen in quite some time. Um, just because <laughs> like of all being like, the, nicest the, guy in prison. the weapons and stuff. I thought initially my uh, my thoughts were that he gave Matt Hardy a lot more than I expected him to. And I was shocked that Matt Hardy pinned him. And I, so I'm like, all right, really now, what do we do with Kane? Because Matt Hardy has pinned him. You know, and that's nothing against Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy had every opportunity and every right to be someone who was over and mixing it up in the main event scene at this point. He wasn't what we know him as now, but I'm just like, oh, man, okay. We went from cruiserweight title on SmackDown to beating Kane. I don't know, man. It just it felt wrong, but at the same time, it didn't because Kane sucks. I hate Kane, so take that. I know where Lita's going to next. <laughs> Edge. You know what I'm saying, fellers? Oh, man. After the match, backstage, Matt calls Lita foolish for stepping into the ring when she is pregnant. Matt tells Lita to stay away from him for a while as he has time to think. The next match. Ooh, ooh, are you ready? Ooh, it's Randy Orton. Take it on Edge. Um, Edge. Randy Orton, young and single, 24 years old, everybody. Ooh. That was part of the commentary. <laughs> oh, no, they said Edge was single. 
And that wasn't even true. I thought they were talking about Randy Orton. No, they said Edge was single and he was married to uh, his second wife, who he would be cheating on with Lita. (laughs) More like Cheetah. Crazy Lita. That's her gimmick. That's what Edge calls uh, Lita in his book, Crazy Leets. <laughs> really? Yes. Yo. That's, that's weird. Yeah, people people serious? drew parallels between how he talked about her in his book and to, like what was going on, because it was published in, in 04, so it's like, ooh, the, the writing of this, there, it's, it's quite possible he was writing this book while uh, they were escaping to a hotel room together somewhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> we will get into all of that for SummerSlam 2005, but we are—we're uh, not even into SummerSlam 2004. So, uh, yeah, but, but I did—I did catch on that. Jr. was like, "Oh, he's—he's he's single. He's." It's like, no, he's married. So, uh, <laughs> but he'll be single soon enough. Uh, Edge is to Evolution as Frankie Kazarian is to the Elite. How's that for a modern-day wrestling analogy? Don't you dare say such unkind words about Edge. (laughs) Edge's mission here is to take down Evolution one by one. And I suppose we're starting here with Orton. They've tussled... He solved the mystery. Ooh. (laughs) He comes out on Raw. Evolution, I know you guys are the roughest dudes on Raw, but I just want you to know, I've solved the mystery. What? They just all like confused and shocked that's right and i'm gonna reveal it on raw next week oh my gosh edge is gonna reveal evolution's mystery (laughs) (laughs) victoria's secret we don't know evolution's mystery oh just you wait (laughs) (laughs) evolution's mystery oh my gosh Bro, 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 hear me out, bro. (laughs) Evolution's mystery on a pole match. It's a new line of underwear for the women. The lady fans, bro. Listen, they're going to be walking into the events with their whale tails. (laughs) Especially in Hartford, bro. So, yeah, they've tussled around on Raw for the past several weeks in tag matches, but tonight it's one-on-one for the strap. And one thing I want to point out here is the crowd is in favor of Randy Orton. And, Big time. And he's the heel. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I think the crowd reflects how I felt about Edge and still do looking back on this, and I'm I'm over it. I'm over this working from behind Edge baby face. Mm-hmm. I'd probably like him more if he was coming out to the Rob Zombie song, and he was, but they are dubbing over it on the network, so... Yeah. No, I hate it. Yeah, I it. Come on, give me the zombs. That's what I said. <laughs> Z- zombie viscera? <gasps> no! So to start here, we get a side headlock by Orton. Edge reverses for his own headlock and a shoulder block. And that kind of goes back and forth, back and forth for a while. Until Orton powders and uh, begins leaving the arena as a whole. And... <laughs> Jim Ross is like, that's not a very honorable way to retain your championship. Edge chases Orton up the ramp. Orton sidesteps Edge when he re-enters the ring. Edge is on the floor, and Orton sarcastically slaps Edge. Edge is bounced off the ring apron. We get a suplex from the apron by Orton. Orton goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. 
We get an uppercut by Orton. Orton forearm smashes Edge on the apron and applies a wrist lock to wear down Edge. However, Edge fires up, wriggling free and nailing a forearm to the face. Uh, Edge ba- uh, clotheslines Orton to the floor, followed by a baseball slide. We we get a <laughs> we get a missile drop kick by Edge, and Edge measures up for the spear, but Orton counters with a kick to the face, followed by a backbreaker. Orton rakes Edge's face when they're on the floor. Orton elbows Edge across the throat. Orton chokes Edge back in the ring, and we get a neck vice by Orton. He goes for a leg drop, which is on that injured neck by Edge, a surgically repaired oh, neck. Right to, the, right to the back of the head. Good God. He's dying. <laughs> He's going to put him in a wheelchair. Good gosh. A wheelchair. <laughs> uh, Orton runs into a boot from Edge. What's all, what's all that, a boot? Get, get it, because he's Canadian. Yeah, I get it, Levi. Oh, Go yeah. on. Oh, oh. Forearm, oh. Shots by, <laughs> forearm shots by Edge. Orton cuts off the challenger with a huge knee. We get a knee drop to the face, followed by a choke. Orton hits a beautiful standing drop kick. He goes for the pin, but only gets two. Edge fires up, but Orton pulls Edge down by the hair, followed by clubbing blows to the neck. And then it's just uh, a long chin lock. So long that the crowd kind of started to chant boring. Mm. And you got to keep in mind, this whole time, the crowd are not in favor of Edge. They keep chanting for Orton. There's one guy with a sign. Well, there are two signs of note. There's one guy with a sign that says, Edge next IC champion. And there's the other guy with a sign that says, I got weed. (laughs) <laughs> he's an RVD fan strangely enough at some point in this match there does begin a uh, let's go edge chant or something in favor of edge and I'm like whose yeah, side are y'all on <laughs> yeah it was, it was weird early on like they were really cheering on Randy I could only guess because I mean like the dude you know he's got the look he's got the charisma whatever but yeah like halfway through the match like clearly people are going like Orton sucks so let's go edge and stuff I was surprised <laughs> at how how flip floppy they were it's like uh, when you're playing WWF Attitude and you do the same move too many times and the crowd turns on you <laughs> Yo, this sucks Earn <laughs> in hell <laughs> D-Lo Brown D-Lo Brown <laughs> I, I kind of like that game. It's it's too convoluted, but I like it. I I, I hate all those ones. Attitude and Warzone. Warzone, Warzone is bad. And, and then like uh, Thunder and Nitro are basically kind of similar. So was this pay per view. Oh, we got WWF Warzone heat. We get a high crossbody by Edge, clothesline by Orton. Orton tries a middle rope double axe handle, but Edge nails with a huge drop kick. We get a neck breaker out of desperation by Edge, followed by a side Russian leg sweep. Edge dodges a drop kick from Orton. We get a catapult by Edge. Orton hits the corner hard, followed by an Edge Omatic for two. Edge is on the top rope, but Orton prevents Edge from diving. Edge yanks Orton off the top rope, and we get a crossbody by Edge, but Orton. I, I didn't get this spot, but it says Orton rolls through for two. 
and it certainly didn't look like it, but they they just went with it. It's like Edge connects on the the crossbody, and like mm-hmm. two second delay, Orton's on top, and it's like how how does that make any sense? It doesn't have to make sense. It's wrestling. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know, man. I can't answer that question, Leave. I'm sorry. Thanks, Jeff Hardy. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I guess the is words enough. Oh, all right, come oh. on. His PP was clean. His PP was clean, folks. I, I checked it, inspected it myself. <laughs> Listen, I tasted it. I put it in my mouth and swished it. I didn't taste no. <laughs> I used it as an ingredient in Jr's new seasoning, Jeff's oh. P. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, we get a small package by Edge for two. Or a small package by <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Orton rolls up Edge with a handful of tats, but he only gets two. We get a drop kick by Orton, and it's a two count for the champion. Edge counters a right hand for an execution, but it's only good for two. We get ten punches by Edge, but Orton flapjacks Edge on the exposed turnbuckle. We get a roll up with feet on the ropes by Orton for two. Edge shoves off Orton's RKO attempt. Orton leapfrogs the spear. RKO is blocked for a backslide, but it's only good for two for Edge. Edge Irish whips Orton into the exposed turnbuckle, and we get a spear by Edge. One, two, three, new champion. Jake, Jake, what'd you think about the match? I thought, yeah, I think that we saw a really, really good example of what a chin lock can do to a crowd. (laughs) (laughs) yes um like i mean they because they were with it for a while and then like they they toyed with them too much it's like you hear you hear these stories about how like eddie guerrero would kill a crowd just so we could bring them back up just so we could kill them again to bring them back up for an even bigger pop like it's like that's what they were trying to do they didn't know how and so they just kind of did this instead Thumbs down. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. thumbs middle. You could have shaved so much time off this match. I I literally kept falling asleep for the first half of this match. Like I was watching this mm-hmm. last night, and I mm-hmm. I fell Same. asleep. And I'm like, gosh, I had to rewind it again this morning. Exactly. Uh, I'm sick to death of seeing Edge work from under. It's it's plotting. However, the match really picked up towards the end, and the crowd were all for it. But I cannot. Write this anything higher than a thumbs middle. Yeah, I kind of have the echo that. Thumbs middle. Um, I didn't entirely hate it. It's just the weird thing with Randy Orton. You know, I hear a lot of like modern discussions since he's been around so long. Uh, you know, there's a it's like a pretty big split of people thinking Randy Orton is good or Randy Orton is boring. And I kind of find myself in the middle there. You know, when Randy he's good. Randy decides who he is. Yeah, it's like when he's good, I could describe his pace as like really methodical. Like he's trying to wear you down. But, like, the opposite of that is when he's not giving it his all or he just sucks at giving it, it's just so plotting. And it's just, it just sucks all the energy out of the crowd. And that's kind of what happened here. If it didn't pick up towards the end, uh, with big old Big Daddy E picking up that belt, this would have been a different story. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to say thumbs middle. Hey, babies, we got to go talk about each other's pee for a minute. But we'll be back after this. And we'll talk about the end of this show. Yeah. You're cheating hard. 
cry and try to sleep, Oops. but sleep won't come. Introducing Pepsi Edge, with great taste from Pepsi and about half the sugar of Coke. Wouldn't you rather have a Pepsi Edge? Welcome everyone to the official start of the Summer Games where the world's greatest athletes have gathered to compete and showcase their talent. That's right, Al. We're here live at the main stadium with a particularly festive crowd preparing to witness the time-honored tradition, the ceremonial lighting of the torch. The Flames' long international journey just about over. Now be careful, Eugene. This is a very sacred tradition. Now do your best. Come on. This is it, Al. Very good. What a spectacular evening. The capacity crowd is fired up for what is sure to be one unforgettable summer. He's, he's been lit on fire, Al. Oh, no. I hope... It, it seems that... And, oh, my goodness. Uh... Uh, we're we're going to need some help. We'll be right back. Raw and SmackDown present WWE SummerSlam live Sunday, August 15th, only on pay-per-view. <laughs> Stop, drop, and roll. Victoria Molly Holly. They didn't even give this like a, a hype video or nothing. They just threw it out there to die. Well, guess what? There was no story. Ah, uh, of course. That's what I figured. Molly Holly in a wig. <laughs> yes. Like literally, there there is no story. They just brought him out here for a match. Like I have I have no exposition to give. It's o like they... other than other than Lita's pregnant, so she can't be the top. Uh, you know she's involved in the story, and Trish is injured. Uh, she's the champ. Uh, but she has an arm injury, so she can't wrestle. And there, there's just no other stories going on. So, other than Molly mm. Holly's bald. <laughs> yeah. I guess they were just looking at the card. It's like a few days before the show. They're like, oh, crap. We need to put some women on this show that aren't pregnant. So, yeah. Number one contenders match. Okay. Whatever. Fine. Fine. Like, Molly the only Holly's other thing bald. I can say is there was... Uh, there was <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is this is funny considering how this podcast has gone. There was a triple threat women's match uh, contract on a pole <laughs> for a women's championship match. That's real. It was Victoria, Bro. Molly, Holly, and Nydia, I believe, and Nydia won. And uh, cool. And Trish, she comes down and she's like, "Good job, Nydia, on winning the match." Uh, but the uh, 
the contract states it's for when I'm ready. And she like kicks Nidia in the face. She's like, I think I'm ready. And pins her, and that's that. <laughs> oh, and butthole. Exactly. So Why couldn't they just brought Nidia to the show then? Uh, yeah. So Nidia's back down the card. I think Nidia was actually on the Sunday Night Heat match. Um, oh, it was Tom Co. It was Tom Co. versus Val Venus, Trish and Tomko's corner, uh, Nidia and Val Venus's corner. I think it was like a two-minute match, and Tomko won. So there you go. Yep, yep. It was Val Venus and Nidia. So for those of you who get mad at us for not talking about the heat matches, just shut up, shut up, get out of here. They suck. They suck. So anyway, let's get started into this match. Oh yeah, uh, number one contenders match. Victoria versus Molly Holly. Molly takes the arm. We get a nice wrist lock into a pin for two. We get an arm ringer by Molly, but Victoria reverses the hold. Four arms by Molly. Victoria does splits and a monkey flip RVD style. Monkey flip, cool. We get a booty shake and moonsault. But it's, booty shake and moonsault. But it's blocked for a roll up. And I think JR said something like, she didn't finish the jiggle. <laughs> but the the pin is only good for two for Molly Holly. We get a side headlock by Molly. Victoria plunges onto Molly on the floor, but before Victoria can re-enter the ring, Molly trips Victoria, who lands on the steel steps and hurts her arm. And that looked really convincing. Like the way she tripped her. I was like, dang. Ag, yo. Handspring elbow by that? Molly for two. Molly continues working the arm, and we get a Fujiwara armbar by Molly. Victoria inches her way towards the ropes. Molly knees the arm of Victoria, and it's back to that armbar, just working over that arm. Victoria fights back before Molly stun guns Victoria on the arm. Molly kicks Victoria to the floor, kicked to the head by Victoria. We get a jackknife cover by Victoria for two, followed by a backslide. Left hand by Victoria. Back elbow by Victoria. Power slam by Victoria. She calls for the Widow's Peak, but she can't do it with that injured arm. So oh, she's, no. So she settles for the super kick and wins the match. Very convincing super kick, I might add. Kyle, what do you think about the match? I loved it. No. <gasps> um, you know, it was pretty fun to watch. It was, it was fine. Like, I didn't really feel like there was any, like, heat or anything for this. You know, of course, seeing as there's no story or lead up. Uh, both of them, fine in the ring. I like Molly Holly. I like Victoria. Uh, the match wasn't anything spectacular. It just kind of was what it was. Uh, I will say, I, I miss crazy Victoria. Like, I'm not nuts about women having crazy gimmicks, but I thought hers actually worked really well. And I, I don't like her theme music. I don't like this whatever theme music she has. How does it go? I deleted oh, mess with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. It's like, I'm shut up. This is too much. I'm going to shake around my butt cheeks. <laughs> anyway, she should start going back to Pretty Little Puppies, Victoria, and I'd probably give it a thumbs up. But, you know, as is thumbs middle. I mean, this this match was there like they they worked hard you can't like super bury it but like the most the most entertaining part of the match was the head strap for the, the for molly holly's wig i'm gonna say thumbs middle 
And I now understand my general issue with this era of women's wrestling. Did this match have above average work when you consider what you generally get? You know, absolutely. Like, you can't help but to wince, though, when you look at these moves because they're just sloppily executed. Every high spot or general spot of importance is executed as it should. But in my opinion, like, really the only women capable in this division of doing so without the sloppiness are Jazz and Gail Kim. But alas, you know, it's like, it makes me wince every time. Like, we see these matches and it's like, oh, Molly Holly, Victoria, that that's going to be good. But they pull off these these high spots and they're just sloppy and it's just like ugh. it's like give me give me a difficulty of five with an execution of 10 instead of a difficulty of 10 with an execution of five absolutely and it's like i didn't hate this match but like just clean it up uh but yeah i i have to rate it the thumbs middle it was short and perhaps that's why things are just rushed and sloppy it's because they don't have time and i feel bad for them in that regard but like like they don't they don't have time to to tell us uh you know the whole the whole program but i mean it's clear that this the show was short on time which is why we've got so many matches with so many rest holds like this is this almost felt like the beginning of WWE takes its time programming but like they they had their time to go out there and do their do their match but i don't know maybe they were told that they didn't which is which would be messed up yeah shave off 4 minutes all you had to do was shave off four minutes of Orton and Edge, and that yes. match that match could have been better, and this match could have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because man, I don't. <laughs> we emphasize that enough, man. That that Edge Orton match was long, way what, longer. It than was the like twenty six minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a long match like that. I and I know that's like a, a first person that comes up to comes to mind is like Brian Danielson. And, you know, he would have, like, those types of, of matches, but, like, everything mattered, you know? There was, yes. Like, there was a start to finish, and there he weaved all the things in between. And that match was, like, plotting to get to the big finish. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, sorry, we're talking about that match. We already talked about it. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, it's like, this match needed help, it needed time, and it didn't get it. And that, nope. that's that's the fate of just about every women's match in this era. And like it's not gonna they, they get just, better. They just send it out. They're like, Yep. It's like, gosh, they just give them more time, just let them run the ropes some more, just kinda get real tight. It would just be something better, but they they just don't care. <laughs> I'll give props to WWE in this in this regard. Um I can't tell you the last time we've seen a Braun panties match. Oh shoot, WrestleMania. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she can, folks. She knows exactly Whoops. what those brown panda masks are. <laughs> um, hey, what bra size do you think Big Daddy V is? Triple H. <laughs> Speaking of, now it's time for the <clears throat> main event of the evening. Best 
in the world today. A man with a fearless mindset. Chris Benoit is for real. That number one contender spot is yours. Under one condition, you beat the holy hell out of my nephew. Eugene, I am your friend. Triple H is my favorite wrestler. If Triple H wants a shot at the title, I'll get a shot. Doesn't matter. Eugene, out of this. Eugene, I understand it got a little bit heated last week between you and I, but I was just trying to teach you a lesson. Eugene, this is the WWE. This is the big time. And there are a lot of guys in the back that are mean. They're not like me. wants to hurt you. He, he told me he was sorry. Chris Benoit is a liar. But you know what? You don't need Chris Benoit anymore. You know why? I want to make you an honorary member of Evolution. You're going to bring Eugene into Evolution? My God, it'll kill our gimmick, brother. Eugene's going to help us win back the World Heavyweight Championship. Plan starts tonight. Triple H can be ashamed of how he has manipulated poor Eugene. Oh, boy's down, and Triple H's got a steel chair. This is picking up here. And now Ben Ross got that chair, and Eugene. on Triple H. 
Hey, Kyle, can we get a little uh, float on by Modest Mouse? I don't know. <laughs> fat guy does Modest Mouse. Ooh. Oh, fat guy. <laughs> throws up. <laughs> I remember that song was big in the summer of 04. And mm-hmm. uh, my sister got that CD for... Uh, for Christmas that year and was like, wow, every other song is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I had I had a Facebook friend who was like super into Modest Mouse. And I'm like, wow, that's really random. It's like, I'm going to unfriend you. It's Ferdinand at the same time. Oh, man. It's like, what's, what's that one stupid band? Imagine Dragons. Same oh, way. Oh, my gosh. I hate Imagine like, Dragons. It's like... It's like, oh yeah, radioactive was pretty good. Let's listen to everything else. Oh, it all sucks. Okay. <laughs> I hate that song. Oh my gosh, I hate that song. Imagine what that other one. Oh god, they suck. <laughs> what was that song? You sounded like a robot. That, that freaking that renegade song. What is Eat that? And like there's that point where they just start listing off people like Steve Jobs and Steven Spielberg, and it's like, what is this? Shut up. That's got big we didn't start the fire vibes. Yeah, it's it's an awful song. I hate it. Just I love get it. we didn't start the fire. Yeah, that one that, that one's at least one of my karaoke fun. songs. Yeah. I'm not hating. I'm just like, okay, here's all these events. Cool. Good good song idea. But it's fun. <laughs> good song idea. Anyways, to be fair, though, I think the, the Renegade song's not by Imagine Dragons. It's by somebody else. It just reminds me of that same sound, and I hate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, just before somebody in the pod goes like, um, excuse me. I legitimately can't tell if music's getting worse or if I'm. It's just me getting older. <laughs> hey man, if, 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 uh, if, my, if my music's too loud, you're too old. <laughs> you know, I'm Cue the Ford F one fifty music. America drives a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about me all you want. You, 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 call, uh, you talk about my you. family. You bring you me call this. me a fire-breathing dragon, I and that's cool you. with me. <laughs> if you say one thing about my family, I will shoot you on sight. If you say one thing about my Ford F-150, I will make sure your life ends in a painful way. But yes, uh, this match, <laughs> Chris Benoit Triple H. Yeah, as I, as I said at the start of the show, this is uh, basically Triple H and Eugene's world, and we're all just living in it. Oh, yeah, and the World Heavyweight Champions, Chris Benoit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we talked about this on the, on the last Raw episode, uh, Bad Blood, where The Rock came back for one night and asked Eugene who his favorite wrestler was. And who was that? Mm-hmm. Triple 
bitch. <laughs> and yeah, to everyone's confusion, Eugene explains, we like to play games. <laughs> he goes, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And everybody's like, oh, oh okay, good pick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? CM Punk. That vanilla <laughs> vision. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard of him yet, but he's a young kid out of Seattle. His name's Darby Allen. Gosh, he was uh, probably younger than me. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was like uh, 10. <laughs> uh, but no, um, you know, in that process, Crispin Wall had befriended Eugene, protected him from coach and the like. Uh, but Triple H wedged his way in causing dissension between Chris Jericho and William Regal and was like, hey, we're your friends. You get to be an honorary member of Evolution. And of course, Eugene's excited. It's his favorite wrestler. They both like to play games, you know? Who doesn't like to play games? Who doesn't like to play WWF Attitude for the Nintendo 64? Me, me. (laughs) So Triple H does things. He he, uh, manipulates uh, Eugene and says that William Regal's bad. Benoit's bad. Uh, things happen in their matches where Eugene accidentally bonks Eugene. Did I say Eugene bonks? I meant to say Crispin Wall bonks. Sure did. He just bonks himself. <laughs> Crispin Wall accidentally bonks Eugene with a chair. Like, it's bad. And Triple H is able to leverage this into uh, hatred for Eugene for Chris Benoit and William Regal even. And it just it sucks because it's like, oh, man, you're coming between... Eugene and Regal, like, don't do that. We love Eugene and Regal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how it's going down. And um, as the promo package states, uh, once uh, Triple H is able to get the title from Benoit, Eugene will outlive his usefulness. What an evil <laughs> man. He's going to kill him, jeez. Yeah, so um, what did you guys think about this uh, main event package here? I, I, I actually liked it for what it was. Yeah, I don't, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Like that's the thing. Going into this, it felt really weird because it's like you know, it's for the the big championship, the big gold. You know, you figured it would just be like two titans. You know, but it's just like the crux of it is just this weird, goofy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm t- like in my head, I'm like, this is dumb, but I can't help but enjoy it. It's it's weird, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you know, here's this whole story, and, and generally speaking, you're like, oh, we've got the championship on the line, but yeah, this is, like you said, this is this is a story about Eugene, and he's the most over guy of this whole story anyhow, so whatever. People say WWE don't make stars anymore. Look at Eugene. Look at Nick closed. Dinsmore, man. Nick freaking Dinsmore. <laughs> Hall, of Fame, Hall of Fame class 2022, Nick Dinsmore. Would you guys say that Eugene, at this point, moment in the timeline is the most over superstar in the company yes i mean certainly on this pay-per-view i think you're hard-pressed to find a more over superstar like look at smackdown maybe john cena maybe Mm -hmm. randy orton like Mm -hmm. eugene's quite over but well deserved man nick dinsmore is playing this character as well as you could but anyway it sucks they it sucks it sucks they gave his uh his uh gimmick to somebody else who's you remember uh, Eugene Snitsky? <laughs> oh my gosh. He, he was a bit mental too, wasn't he? 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, wh- which which Snitsky do you prefer, foot fetish or yellow teeth? <laughs> yellow teeth. <laughs> <Thing> is, <laughs> the yellow teeth stuff. It, it's so stupid. And it turns out, like, I did not know this, but apparently they, they made him really gross and disgusting like that because they were switching to HD and they, they were like, you could see all the nasty detail on him. He's this GSD. I will never forget. I was watching ACW and he won the match and he, of course, you could see his yellow teeth and no hair. And I guess he was sick or something, but he just blows a huge snot rocket on camera. And I was like, Ugh. Ew. <laughs> Get out of here, Snitz. You want to see my snitties? Remember when he said that? (laughs) (laughs) They lock up to start, and for some reason, the referee's really just trying to break them up. I didn't understand that at all. That was weird, too. It's like, you guys don't get intense. He has to show that he's going to be over-involved in this match. Yeah, it's got to the point where, like, the first two minutes, I was looking at Mike Kyoto, and I'm like, dude, stop drawing attention to yourself. Uh, so, yeah, they wrestle around. Hammer locks by Triple H. Top wrist lock into an arm drag by Benoit. We get side headlock takedowns by Triple H, and Benoit uses his legs to escape every time. Side headlock by Triple H followed into a big shoulder block. Benoit attempts a cross face, but Triple H powders to the floor. Benoit throws Triple H into the ring. Triple H gains control with a running high knee and a suplex by Triple H. Make it two. Back elbow by the game, and it's two for Triple H. Followed by a backbreaker. Benoit fires up, but Triple H pulls Benoit to the floor. And he's then sent back first into the ring apron. We get chops by Benoit in the ring, followed by a boot to the face of Triple H. More chopping, a snap suplex by Benoit, followed by a hard Irish whip. We then get a German suplex by Chris Benoit. Triple H dodges another German and a Northern Light suplex. We get a catapult by Chris Benoit. Triple H is clothesline to the floor, and we get an eye poke by the game. Benoit sends Triple H into the steel steps. Benoit misses his diving headbutt. Triple H Irish whips Benoit hard into the turnbuckle. Several times, my goodness. And you know what? That spot got me thinking. As much as he was like doing the hammer throw Irish whip to Benoit, it's like, okay, the Irish whip is the most kayfabe move in all of wrestling. Yes. I'm just like, how do you have the mental capacity to run full force like that into the turnbuckle? I'm just like, I couldn't do that. And he does it so many times. And every time, I'm just like, God, dude. Because the illusion is Triple H is doing it, but in real life, it's Benoit. And I'm just like, oh. It's a, he is an intense dude. He is a pro's pro. A real man's now he's man. Uh, now he's Bones. <laughs> Good gosh. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> probably honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue. Uh, Benoit. <laughs> Chris uh, Chris Bonewah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> With the missing tooth. 
Oh my gosh. I also was thinking about that too. I'm just like, we don't think about this, but like, you know, you ever think he just like blew a bunch of air back and forth in between that tooth? I think honestly, I was thinking the same thing while watching the match. <laughs> no way. There's, there's, there's one point whenever like Triple H or someone's like wrenching on him, and you just or no yes, no, it was whenever. Yes. I think he was like screaming. It's when he was doing the crossface, screaming to get the ref or something, and you could just see right up in his mouth that just that big gaping like just hole where his tooth was, and I'm just thinking like, whenever he like like laughs or has to just kind of smiles, so it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> like I sure would have, but um. Oh my gosh. Do you, do you think he ever spit out water through that hole at somebody? Like, as a joke? He did it to Triple H. He'd be like, kiss my ass. I can do water stuff. <laughs> he got really sassy for some reason. <laughs> he just tried to one of them. Oh yeah, just, just... I can do water stuff. Hey, just, speaking of that, just to bring this back a little bit, um, the motion, like, the, uh, the match, the, the match graphic... Of you know, like the little oh, I was gonna images. bring that up. Yes, yes. Triple H was like drooling hard. Did you notice that? Oh, you were not going the direction I thought you were, but no. Oh, he looked like a dog or something, just like just dripping from his mouth, just like Ugh, dude. <laughs> control <laughs> no. yourself. No, what I noticed about that though was Chris Benoit obviously wasn't prepared or like in position he wanted to be, so he just he's making a big dumb face <laughs> where he looks like a buck teeth dude. I gotta go back and see that. Yeah, so evidently they both had bad pictures. But no, I did not notice the Triple H drooling. Uh, but let's continue, shall we? Um, mm -hmm. Benoit sends Triple H into the steel steps, and Benoit misses his diving headbutt, which of course makes us all wince. And even Jerry Lawler was like, Watch his head slaps against the canvas. And I'm just like, oh. Doesn't he know about CTE and brain damage and concussion <laughs> research? <laughs> he keeps up like that. He's going to end up bones. <laughs> he ends up like that. He's going to kill his family. No. <laughs> That's, That's what they're talking about. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Triple H whips Benoit into the corner. And he does so once more, those those hard Irish ropes we were talking about. Uh, and then we get knee drops by Triple H. And then a stalling front suplex by Triple H. And one thing I like, JR uh, called this a reverse suplex, but Jerry Lawler corrected him and said it was a front-facing slam. And I was like, I like that. Because he's like, very little... Jerry Lawler was on tonight. Yes, especially in this match. He took this match seriously until he didn't have to. <laughs> Uh, so Triple H hits that stalling front suplex, and uh, he goes for the pin, but it gets two. He hits another one, goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. We get a surfboard stretch by Triple H. Benoit mounts a comeback before sidestepping the champion. Benoit sent into the barricade. We get an abdominal stretch by Triple H. Benoit breaks free to reverse the hold, but <laughs> he's so much smaller than Triple H, he couldn't get it, so they just kind of break it. Uh, he breaks free with a hip toss, and then we get a sleeper hold by Triple H. Benoit reverses into his own sleeper and gets a sharpshooter in. It's blocked. Pedigree is countered for the sharpshooter. However, 
Triple H is close to the ropes, but Benoit drags away. On the second attempt, Triple H reaches the ropes. We get German suplex by Benoit for three. Benoit calls for the diving headbutt. Triple H rolls to the floor to avoid the maneuver. We get a wonderful looking <clears throat> suicide dive by Benoit. And they re-enter the ring and Triple H just wallops the referee with a clothesline. So, there goes that pretty uh, competent match. And now some shenanigans are going to go down. <laughs> DDT by Triple H and <laughs> Triple H calls for Eugene to come down to ringside. Which sounds like... Which sounds like what, Jake? Eugene... <laughs> Come down to the ring. Uh, bring a chair. Uh. So here comes Eugene. He's walking down the ramp, uh, all disheveled. He doesn't know what to do. He's uh, conflicted. Hey, it's kind of messed. What's he gonna be conflicted about? It's kind of messed up when you uh, think about how uh, Benoit and uh, Triple H, the roles they played into this. Benoit should have just like, um dejected himself from the whole situation, but they're both kind of like... They're both in the wrong here. Am I wrong in saying that? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, especially by the end of the match. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. Like, geez. It's like, Gene's the most over because he's getting the most dumped on, you know? Right. Benoit catches Triple H in the crossface, and Benoit says, Get the ref! Get the ref! <laughs> and you see his uh, big hole in his mouth. I want a hole, folks. Eugene, as we said, is conflicted and Triple H cannot reverse the hold. So uh, Triple H is tapping in the middle of the ring and <laughs> Eugene's on the apron and Benoit just wallops him, <laughs> knocking him to the floor and the crowd boo Chris Benoit for this. As they should, you know. Triple H gets a low blow followed by a pedigree and he tells Eugene to get the ref. So Eugene wakes the ref, puts him in the ring. One, two, Benoit kicks out. <gasps> Eugene grabs a chair, and he has the chair, handing it to Triple H. However, Eugene takes back his decision and takes back the chair, or he tries to, until Triple H shoves Eugene to the floor. Meanwhile, Triple H calls him a stupid son of a bee. Which is really mean, man. Come on. Mm -hmm. Benoit has the chair... Here comes Ric Flair. Benoit whacks him in the head. So do, he does the same thing to Batista. Eugene is in the ring and Benoit pleads with Eugene to leave. Triple H kicks the chest of Benoit. Triple H stands over Benoit and a low blow by Benoit. <gasps> Both are down. Oh, what the hell? The chair is up for grabs. Eugene does not whack Benoit. Eugene does not whack Triple H. Benoit and Eugene fight for the chair and Eugene waffles Triple H by mistake. Roll-up pin by Benoit. He retains the championship. Oh, my gosh. 29-minute match. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what did you think about this match? Uh, I thought the first half was solid. I mean, Benoit definitely can go. I like how hard-hitting and his style is, even if it's not necessarily the best for his health, Teehee. Um, <laughs> but as soon as the Kane shenanigans in, it's not that it stopped being entertaining, it's just that it stopped being, like, 
a, an entertaining wrestling match. It just started just to dive into just, you know, goofy shenanos, um, which it's like, I like Eugene, but it's really weird that, you know, here's your world champion. Here's big douchebag uh, Triple H trying to get it from him. You think the heel and face is pretty, pretty obvious. But for some reason, they're just making everybody dump on on Eugene, just getting him the most sympathy, which I feel is really weird. I liked uh, I liked the little twist. I like him uh, letting go of the chair and smacking Triple H in the face. I thought that was fun, but, you know, and then it was over and it's like, OK, uh, you know, close to 30 minutes. I guess that was it. OK, so thumbs middle. <laughs> yeah. It's it was a, it was a good match until they decided to to make it sports entertainment for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is the whole like yeah, Eugene's over, but it's just it's not it's not edifying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. if, if Eugene's over, just let him win a match. You know, that's the satisfaction people need. Right. We don't, want, we don't need him to come out and be the foil for something. It. <laughs> right. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. Yes. So thumbs middle. Yeah. Well, next I do know that next month uh Eugene wins uh 51% ownership of WWE and is the new head. <laughs> I'm going to say thumbs in the middle pointed towards up. I liked the work that Triple H and Benoit put into the match for the first two thirds of it. I thought what they did was good and it got me thinking like, man, when's the last time we've seen Triple H one-on-one um, in the main event with a, a competent wrestler. It's like, it's been constant Goldberg, Kevin Nash, Kane, like stuff like that. And I'm just like, when's the last time he's been in the ring with the likes of a Chris Benoit? Like, sure. There was Shawn Michaels and heck in a sec, but like it was too long to matter. Um, so I, I really liked the work they did together, uh, for the first, uh, two thirds of this match, but <sighs> you knew when the ref went down, stuff was about to happen. So, uh, that kind of ruined things for me. Uh, the whole, yeah, just the Eugene stuff muddied it. And, you know, it got me thinking. Eugene is kind of like the fiend. A super loved gimmick pushed to the top too soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see that. Honestly, this all makes me realize how subpar Benoit's reign as champ was. Because, you know, SummerSlam's the next show. And, uh, you know, Orton's going to have his rise. Well, it'll be brief, but whatever. So, this is pretty much it. This is Benoit had a, a meaningless feud with Kane, uh, a muddied feud with Eugene, you know, being the focal point. It's like, dang, man, Benoit didn't really get uh, too fair of a shake. But... Yeah, it's a shame. Like, they just, I don't know. Like, they just were like, all right, we gave you your shot and you suck. I, I don't know. I don't really get it either. But that being said, that was Vengeance 2004. And overall, it was okay. Um, not, not you could certainly find worse shows like the Great American Bash from <laughs> a few weeks Ooh. prior. Yes, but, uh, I, I really liked the opening match. Uh, I liked the the main event enough. Um, there were definitely plotting moments in this show, but um, yeah, uh, it was I. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it 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 did. You know, you know, no, but it was fine. Yeah, I I definitely say that it has its highs, it has its lows, but it never gets so high that you're just like amazed by what you've seen. It's just, it's competent, it's there. You it know, was it's high. Yeah, it's just it's not must see. You know, 
It's one of those pay-per-views that, like, you, you, you know, if it was back in the day, you'd just look at it and go, oh, neat. I'll just look at the results tomorrow, you know? It was, uh, I... Cruel words have never been spoken. I mean, the, the, that's all, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's genuinely fair. It was just, I... It was what it was. <laughs> So thank you for joining us on this review of Vengeance 2004. Join us next time as we let the games begin. It's SummerSlam 2004. Juicy. And Jake, what can we expect from SummerSlam 2004? Well, we are going to open it with... <clears throat> I'm just going to let you guess who's in the opening match coach. of SummerSlam. It's Coach. Nope, not Coach. Oh, Dudley Boys versus Law Resistance. Close. We've got the Dudley boys, uh, Blubber Ray, Devon, and Spike mm -hmm. Dudley uh, facing Billy Kidman, Paul London, and Ray Mysterio. We are Kabuya Kaka. And till death do us part match, it will be Kane <laughs> against Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh god. <laughs> in the first in the best of five series for the WWE United States Championship, Booker T will be defending against John Cena. Mm -hmm. Edge will be putting his newly won title on the line against Batista and Chris Jericho in a triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. That sounds thrown together. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Angle with Luther Reigns will be facing Edward Guerrero by uh, in a singles match. Ooh. Okay, that could be good. Uh, that's that's the lead-in to Eugene facing Triple H oh. in a single match. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Hell, that's yeah. <laughs> WWE champion Jonathan Bradshaw Layfield will be defending against The Undertaker. Orlando Jones will be in the corner of JBL. With an Ooh. infamous limo. Oh. Hey. And in our main event of the evening, Chris Benoit will be defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Randall Keith Orton. That sounds like a pretty good show. It might be. Might be, man. So yes, please join us next time as we'll be reviewing SummerSlam 2004. And in the meantime, if you can't get enough of that ruthless aggression goodness, you can follow us on social media. Follow us at Twitter, at the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Instagram, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. And Facebook and YouTube, respectively, the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Uh, Jake, where can they follow you in the meantime? You can follow me, baby. You can reach me on Twitter at JakeTaber541 or at CrashLandis. Both of them are active. Both of them are hilarious. Um, I'm also the ho uh, one of the hosts of my show with Alex and Jake. Uh, you may have heard the plug earlier in the show. It's available at BadFacts.info and on all of the major uh, po uh, platforms for podcasts. That's, so that's where you can find my beautiful booty. And Kyle, where can they follow you, my good sir? Uh, you can follow me down the street as we go hand-in-hand -hand to McDonald's and get some cheeseburgers. Also, you can find me on Twitter at uh, RuthlessPodConnell, where I'm just, you know, there chilling, sharing stuff, giving some mild takes, just having fun. Just feel free to join me, give me a follow, and uh, yeah. Twitter Daddy Kyle. <laughs> and of course, you can follow me at RuthlessPodLevi, and uh, sometimes I tweet over there, sometimes. No one asked you. Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. Um, 
But also, if you want exclusive Ruthless Aggression Podcast content, you can donate to our show at the Ruthless Aggression Podcast Patreon. Woo! Which you can find you can find at www.patreon.com forward slash RAPod. And there you will find exclusive content such as you can donate as little as $1 or $5 to join the Spagingo Squad. You can join for $10 to join the Sketty Show. $35 to join the Pepsi Blue Lounge. And for this tier, it's exclusive. For $100 a month, I gotta ask, are you a virgin? Because you must be if you sign up for this tier. If you sign up for this tier, you get to pick a bonus episode. And you get to appear on said episode and chat with us about why you picked it. Hey. But to join our Patreon, you get access to exclusive content such as Inside the Ropes by Jake Tabor, which he will review a match of your choosing, t-shirts, merchandise, uh, bonus episodes, uh, exclusive series, everything of the life for as little as $5. And one thing you can do for free is get the word out. If you get the word out, share with your friends, your wrestling friends. Say, hey, I know a great wrestling podcast about wrestling we all watched growing up full of Eugene and Viscera and Chris Benoit and stuff like that. And they may say, ooh, that sounds awful. And you can be like, it's not. It's it's kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> but yes. They talk about Skeddy and, and Jim Ross's milky titties. <laughs> uh, no, his milky fingers. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're talking about Big Daddy Beast. <laughs> Sorry, I get my I get my, my my streams crossed. Big Daddy V has the big titties. I'm sorry. But no, uh, we we desperately uh, plead for your support and getting the word out. Retweet us when you see us. Like our our content on social media. We want everybody to hear about the Ruthless Aggression podcast. So please get the word out. Tell everybody you know that the Ruthless Aggression podcast. But in the meantime, join our Patreon, listen to our past episodes. I'm Levi. I'm Kyle, baby. I'm Jake. Reminding you to... Stay <sighs> ruthless.